Welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Daniel Bauer. Better Leaders, Better Schools is a weekly show for ruckus makers. And what is a ruckus maker? A leader who has found freedom from the status quo. A leader who makes change happen. A leader who never, ever gives up. Why is it that school can be a place of love and of learning, but also some of the most hurtful moments in a young person's life? Think about it. I don't know what your school experience was like, but I can consider my grade school, high school experience, and there were some mean kids to me. And sometimes I was the mean kid. What's that all about? And can you imagine after 10 or 20 or 30 years, that kid who bullied you and made you feel so small and terrible about yourself. Can you imagine having a conversation with him or with her and just letting him know, hey, I'm calling. I want you to know that I'm letting go of the bitterness. You see, tough conversations are actually crucial to your effectiveness as a leader. And if you want to level up your leadership ability, then you're excited for today's episode because I talked to David Wood, and he's a master of tough conversations. So, Ruckus Maker, thanks for being here. And right before we jump into this show on tough conversations, let's take some time to thank our show sponsors. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by Organized Binder, a program designed to develop your students' executive function and non-cognitive skills. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. Ruckus Maker, is email a soul-crushing distraction for you? It was for me, and that's why I subscribe to SaneBox. Start your free two-week trial and get a $25 credit by visiting sanebox.com forward slash BLBS. Isolation is the number one enemy of excellence, and isolation is also a choice. There's a better way. In fact, here's what Michelle, a school leader in Maryland, has to say about the mastermind. The best part of the mastermind is a supportive community. School leadership can be isolating, but knowing I have a team of other school leaders with whom to share ideas, struggles, and wins gives me the courage and resolve to do what's best for my school community. Get connected and level up your leadership by applying to the mastermind today at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash mastermind. David built the world's largest coaching business, coaching thousands of hours in 12 countries around the globe. He now coaches high-performing executives, entrepreneurs, teams, and even prison inmates to create amazing results in deep connection, one tough conversation at a time. David, welcome to the show. Thanks, Daniel. I'm excited. I am too. Uh, I really enjoyed our intro call, and I love this story we're going to jump into. And if people have heard my origin story, they know that I struggled and held on to bitterness for about 14 months before releasing that. Okay. But you have a story of letting go resentment and bitterness that you've been carrying for 40 years. You called uh, a former bully and had a conversation there. And so can we start with that story? Sure. 
you know, I, I did a personal development course and they kept asking me, what's incomplete in your life? I said, nothing. And as we dug deeper, you know, they asked questions like, is there anybody that you resent? Is there anybody that you hate? Do you feel victimized by anybody currently in your life or over your past 27 years? Because I was 27 years old. And I'm like, no. But as we kept going, I came up with a list. And, and lo and behold, more people kept coming up. And one guy was a guy that I used to be really good friends with. We lived a block from each other at school, grew up together. And I felt like he was a real dick to me. He was just, uh, he'd one-up me all the time. He was better with the joke. He'd, I'd feel humiliated around him and uh, really resented him. And so he was on my list. And I said, I'm not calling him. I'm not, and it's ironic. I mean, now I'm the tough conversations ninja and I'm all about tough conversations, but I was too scared. And what my coach said is, well, why? What's, what are you afraid of? I said, he's going to think I'm a dickhead. He's going to think I'm an absolute idiot for calling him 20 years after school and, and what, you know, being vulnerable in front of him. And she said, then lead with that. And that was really good coaching. And I was able to call him and lead with that and say, I am so worried you're going to think I'm an absolute idiot calling you on this topic after 20 years. And he said, well, what do you got? You know, I'm curious. And I told him, I've resented you for 20 years. I felt like you always one-upped me. I tried to one-up you, but you were better at it. And, you know, I felt humiliated and uh, I've been holding onto it for 20 years and I'm letting go of it. And I, I, I wanted to let you know. I love the coaching tip that you were given as well to lead with that, where you're, you're feeling the most vulnerable and the most scared. Can you connect the dots, you know, for the ruckus maker listening? Like, why is that such an important part to, to start with? Yeah, it's, it's critical to name it for yourself. So if I, once I'd named it for myself, because it, it's, it's like, you know, being afraid in the night, but you don't know of what, but as soon as you know, oh, wait, there's a noise over there and I'm afraid that it might be a large animal, it helps to at least name the fear. And it might have been possible that I could have the conversation without telling him, but I had to name it for myself. And then when I named it with him, I think it, it uh, was relational. He could understand, oh, this is where you're coming from. You're in a place of vulnerability. You're, you're on your edge right here. And he became compassionate. And then when I, I shared all this with him, he said the most amazing thing. He said, what can I say or do now? to help you or us move forward. Hmm. And he's a school, he's a school teacher now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Was that surprising that, to hear that? And can you remember uh, him replying in that way, how you felt? I was shocked because I was worried about being slammed. I'm worried about him saying F off, you know, stop being a wuss. I'm a man. I grew up in Australia. Those are two, you know, reasons some might say to me, stop being a wuss particularly an Australian guy. So, and I thought he was a jerk. And here he is being nice to me and wanting us to be positive and move forward. And I think it, it shifted my reality. I, I had to start questioning my, my other beliefs. If I thought that this guy was an absolute dickhead for 20 years and now he's not, then what other, what other assumptions are bogus? 
it's such a critical piece uh, to challenge your beliefs and assumptions that you're making. I wonder, you know, that's so empowering, I'm sure, in the moment to, to have that aha, that epiphany. And it makes me think like as a leader, and we're going to get into tough conversations, but don't we, we play it up so much within our heads before oh. even having the conversation. It's always so much worse up here in our head than in reality. It's a nightmare in our head. Sometimes the, tough, the toughest conversation is the one you have with yourself in the days and weeks and years leading up to the actual conversation. And then if you do the work, and, and we'll, we'll show you, Ruckus Makers, how to prepare for any tough conversation and the four steps to actually go through it. And when you prepare and you do it, you may find that it goes a lot easier than you ever imagined. It's really all your stuff. But, oh, what's going to happen? And then if you come out with some vulnerability and some care and you're not dumping on, dumping on somebody else, you may be shocked by how well the conversation can go between two humans who ultimately want the best for each other. I can't wait to get into the, uh, the, the four steps. Tough conversations are essential to your effectiveness as a leader. I've studied a number of approaches and studying and actually doing it are two different things. And Ruckus Maker that's listening, you know, they've heard this story and the gist of it is there was a teacher I had a conflict with. She rarely came to school. That's not good. And the book room for the whole department that served all the kids in the English department of our school was in her room. And when she would miss school, that book room was locked. I got my hands on a key and I would unlock that room so the kids would have access to the books because asking her to be at school and these kind of things wasn't working. Long story short, we have this crucial conversation. I'm trying to make it safe. I'm trying to empathize. And I, I lost it, David. And when I saw that the conversation wasn't going how I played it out in my head, I looked at her. I, I had the key in my hand and I said, I would n- I'll never give this key back. And I, I really just screwed up that conversation. Didn't do anything for the relationship. The book room didn't get open. I ended up giving the key back because you know I was just being a jerk myself. But yeah, that's, that's my point that studying and doing are two different things. So yeah. I am eager to hear your four steps. I'm always eager to learn more tips around tough conversations. So Yeah, well, I'm also thinking before we jump into the four steps, maybe we can yeah. make it real real for the ruckus makers and talk about the types of conversations that yeah. people are avoiding and find difficult. And, and I'm interested in your feedback. What are, what are some of the toughest conversations that a principal or teacher would probably be, be facing in their job? Big one would be, uh, you know, we're not potentially not renewing your contract or we're going to have to put you on a professional improvement plan. Yeah. That's getting into worth, um, you know, and, and how's that person going to respond? How are they going to feel? And it's also just, a, it's a scary conversation, right? To tell somebody, ah. Yeah, that's a classic one in any work situation. You need to improve. It's hard to tell anyone, or oh, even in a relationship. Like, hey, mm. I need more from you. Yeah. That's an awkward one. And you're not going to get the promotion, the pay rise, or the project. Mm-hmm. I've decided no. That's a tough one. And in fact, saying no to anybody can be a tough conversation. Saying no to uh, your sister or child or parent who wants you to pick them up from the airport and you really don't want to do it. <laughs> no in itself is a, is a tough conversation. Mm. That yes to no ratio can be out of whack for a lot of leaders. 
yes, that too. I've got a top 10 list here of, of some of the situations at work. You screwed up. You're fired. I'm feeling micromanaged. Yeah. I need you to change your behavior. I'm not feeling supported. I need help. I'm not feeling appreciated. Dealing with frustrated teachers. Mm. I imagine it could be really tough conversations. Asking, uh, sorry, frustrated teachers or parents. Mm-hmm. And then asking parents for some kind of change in behavior. Can you do this with your children? I imagine that would be difficult. Like, like, can you bathe your child? Can you? I, I sure. don't know. I haven't been a teacher, but I imagine there could be some difficult ones. How about you broke an agreement? You yep. said you'd do this and you didn't do it. You said you'd get it to me by five o'clock and you didn't do it. Holding someone accountable. To their word. Yep. There are, I don't like you being late. I want you to be on time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are so many rich conversations that we avoid or don't know how to have or might have but don't have them artfully and they could be a train wreck, as you so well illustrated with your example. Thank you. Another one that we talk about a lot, especially in the leadership community, I have um, principals are a lot more sensitive to the trauma that kids are going through these days, which are triggering negative behaviors, right? And those behaviors aren't wanted in the classroom. Obviously, it's causing disruptions, uh, but the kid needs something that the school might not be providing in the moment. Anyway, uh, some teachers escalate that situation. You know, they pour gasoline on the fire and they make things a million times worse. So you have this kid who's hurting, who's displaying behaviors that aren't, aren't desirable in the classroom. And then the teacher's making it worse because they're taking it personal, right? And they're thinking, okay, I'm not being effective with all the kids or this kid again is acting up and, you know, how do I help them? That's a tough conversation as well. Yeah, that's great. So you've got principal to teacher, you've got principal to parent, you've got teacher to parent, and then you've got teacher to kid. And then also, you know, this, this stuff can apply for the kids. Any ruckus makers listening to this who decide to practice this tough conversations material, you can teach this to the kids so that they can have tough conversations with you Mm. or or with other kids or with their parents. This can really ripple through. Yeah, that's great. And then the um, the only other situation I'm thinking about right now is uh, you've let a team member down. So it's schools, um, highly effective schools tend to be fairly collaborative with teachers planning together, designing units together, looking at assessments together, and then uh, redesigning the curriculum so that the kids that didn't get it are lifted up and those that got it the first time are accelerated further. Like any organization, people are coming with different skill sets and what they're bringing to the table. Um, But that's a tough conversation when some people aren't pulling their weight, so to speak. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I screwed up or I let you down can, can be awkward. Any kind of a confession is a tough conversation. And then from the other side, you, I feel like you let me down. I, I feel let down here. I feel like you're not pulling your weight and I want you to step up. That's, um, That's the one. That's the one there. And typically teachers don't like having that with their peers. So they come to the principal to say, hey, David. He's not pulling his weight. Principal, can you go tell David that he's not pulling right. his weight? We yeah. can't tell him. 
because right. for whatever reason, but we want you because you're the principal. Well, let's use that then. I was going to ask you for an example so that when I go through the four steps. Let's do it. Yeah, so that's the one then. You know, someone's not pulling their weight. All right, and we'll, we'll call, let's say they're uh, Jill and Jack, right? So Jill's got to go to Jack and say, hey, what's up with this? All right, so the steps. Firstly, I know there are four steps, but I really, there's a step zero, which is prepare. So you want to prepare before you actually go and have it. And some of the questions on, uh, I have a worksheet where I've listed uh, six questions to prepare and then the actual four steps. And we'll give that to you guys at the end of this uh, podcast. So stick around. We'll give you the link where you can download this so you don't have to write it all down if you want. So the preparing is you'll pick someone, all right? Pick someone that I've got an issue with. You may not even have a conversation that's clear. You just know you've got a problem with someone. Then you write down your intention and your hope. You want to get clear, like, what do I hope? Why would I even have this conversation? And in our example, Jill, Jill might say, you know, the hope might be that uh, we can work better as a team or hope might be that, that we get more done for the kids in this project or hope might be that, that, you know, I get this off my chest and I feel better working with you. Look at the hope. And then what's one fear or concern you have around the conversation? There's definitely a fear or concern or it wouldn't be a tough conversation. You just, you just have it. So I might, if I'm Jill, I might be worried that, that Jack's going to get defensive and be upset with me for, for bringing up this issue. And I'm worried I might make up worse. And then there's a little checkbox on the worksheet, I am willing to accept this possible consequence. And that's critical. If you're not yeah. willing to accept the possible consequence, for example, um, I coached someone who committed a crime when, when he was much younger. He burgled the house and he went to confess 20 years later. And, you know, there's a risk of prosecution. I myself have, have gone back and tracked someone down and confessed to a crime I committed in my youth and said, I'm sorry, it was me. I could have been prosecuted and I could have gone to prison. I'm like, it was wrong. I really am sorry. So you've got to be willing to accept this possible consequence if you're not, don't have the conversation. And then the next step is just work out what's the truth. What is it I want to express? And this is where, oh, I won't call it a next step. This is, a, this is another question as you prepare and get yourself ready for it. Uh, is there a request you can make? Don't just complain. I feel frustrated that you, you know, keep saying you're going to do this part of the project and it's been three weeks and I haven't seen anything. Don't just leave it at that. And I have a request. My request is that you step up and commit to firm uh, deliverables when we have our meetings and that you produce the last deliverable by the end of tomorrow. That's my request. And, of course, you can accept the client or counteroffer. It's not a demand. That's my request. It's what I'm asking for. It's a leadership move. That's most of the preparation. There's another one I'll, I'll leave for you guys to read when you download the worksheet. Uh, it's about getting the other person's well and trying to get into their shoes. So, uh, Daniel, I'm curious, any, any questions or comments on the preparation before we jump into the actual four steps of having the conversation? 
I like all that because it, what I'm hearing is that uh, I just want to reflect back that it really makes you very intentional about the what's it for, right? You're having this tough conversation, but why? You know, what's the big why? The hope intention, getting getting that off your chest, the fear and the concern, knowing what the truth is. Because a lot of times that I think that gets to the uh, just the the craziness, the amplification that we blow up in our minds, right? And um, what is the truth? Okay, this probably isn't what's going to happen. What is the truth around this? And what type of request do I have to make this a, a successful dialogue? So I just, I love the intentionality there. Yeah, thank you. A couple of things to emphasize. One is we're looking for the profit in this. I think profit's a great word. And it's not just for businesses. What's, what's the gain? That's our hope or intention out of having this call. This is what I, I hope to gain. And what am I risking? Right? And usually in my experience, like 95, 99% of the time, the potential gain to me outweighs the risk. I, even if Jack gets upset and quits the, quits the team, I believe that, that was, that's probably a better outcome than continuing with frustration for the next six months. Right? So I believe it's often worth it. But, you know, there are cases in my own life where I say it's not worth it. I have risked prison to apologize to someone. But if I'm in Bali and I'm renting a villa and then subletting one, uh, you know, a room and immigration shows up and wants to question me on it, it's a tough conversation, right? Now, the gain is I could, I could be in integrity and have some peace around it and pay the fine and get deported and just kind of like have that cleared up gain. The risk apparently was jail time. They take it very seriously in Bali. So I'm risking jail time and negotiating huge bribes from within jail, which is not a good negotiating position. So I chose not to have that conversation. I left Bali the same day. Mm. I had a life there. I was settled. I had, a, I had, a, I had a, like a mansion and staff and a cat and friends and furniture. I left the same day because I didn't think there was overall gain in that conversation. Hmm. So I want you guys to use this worksheet so that you can just work it out. Is there a potential gain? And 95% of the time, in my experience, there is. The other thing is there are a bunch of pro tips too, which I won't go through, go through but a bunch of pro tips to help you really artfully have this conversation. There's tons of value there. And, and like you've mentioned, uh, at the end of the show, we'll give away that um, four-step uh, playbook and, and people can download it. Yeah. Yeah. Should we go through the actual four steps? Do we have time or, or we can just send them to the download? We can highlight the four steps for sure, but we're going to just take a pause here just for a moment for a message from our sponsors. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by Organized Binder. Organized Binder is an evidence-based RTI Tier 1 universal level solution and focuses on improving executive functioning and non-cognitive skills. You can learn more and improve your student success at OrganizeBinder.com. Today's podcast is sponsored by SaneBox. I'm a current subscriber to SaneBox, and it is absolutely a tool that all school leaders cannot live without. Why do I love it? It just works. There is nothing to learn, nothing to install, and SaneBox works directly with every single email service out there. Imagine a world where only the important emails make it to your inbox. 
All the unimportant stuff is magically filtered out to folders that you can review later. That's SaneBox's artificial intelligence working behind the scenes. It has saved me countless hours of filtering emails each week, and it will do the same for you. If I could give you three or more extra hours each week, what would you be able to accomplish with that time? That's what SaneBox does for me, and it will do it for you. Start your free two-week trial and get a $25 credit by visiting SaneBox.com forward slash BLBS. That's SaneBox.com forward slash BLBS. All right, and we're back with David Wood. And listen, we were just talking about the preparation needed. And that, that was some massive value in terms of getting ready for a tough conversation. Incredible tips there that you can take action on questions to reflect uh, on. And and you're going to get the whole playbook at the end of this episode to download. But I think, listen, we've teased them enough. Can we at least dig into these uh, four steps a bit? Yeah, great. So step one is enroll the person in having the conversation. This is where you sell it. You don't just walk in and just dump it and say, hey, Jack, you're just not pulling your weight. No, we don't do that. So we want to get Jack on board. And uh, there are two ways to, to do that. You do two things. One is you ask permission. And the words I really love that you can write down and use for any tough conversation. Hey, do you have 10 minutes for a potentially awkward yet possibly interesting conversation? I love that because it frames it, right? Like, ah, I'm feeling awkward. I'm feeling weird about this. But there might be some amazing stuff on the other side of it if we're willing to go there. Yep, that's right. And this is also where you'd share your hope from the worksheet. Mm-hmm. You know, so you start with, you got 10 minutes, they might go, um, maybe. And this is where you share your hope. My hope is that, that out of this conversation, we'll work together better as a team and feel, feel really good working, working with each other, for example. Right? Yep. And, uh, you know, most people are going to say, say yes. Uh, and you might set a time for it, whatever. Step two This is where you share your fear or concern. And this is an optional step. You don't have to do this every time, but uh, you might find it lets you settle a bit more and makes it more relational. Jack, I'm a bit worried about, you know, my fear in having this conversation is you might feel defensive and you might not listen to me. And and, and I want to have the conversation anyway. I think it would be worth it. But I I just wanted to name that. Hmm. that's really important language. I just want to name that because if you say, here's my fear, they might feel like they've got to fix it or respond to it. It's just, I just want to name that. So it's, you know, so I'm not hiding it. And then step three, share what's up, share your issue. I've, I've felt, I've been feeling frustrated about this project and I'm feeling like I want you to deliver more. That's what, that's what's up. And uh, my request would be that we have, you know, we went through the request, firm deliverables, and that by the end of tomorrow, you actually deliver, deliver the last piece. That's where you share what's up. And then step four, this is where you get curious. Hmm. You get curious and negotiate. You want to know about Jack's world now. So you're like, thank you for listening. I'd love to know how this lands for you and, you know, how you're experiencing this. And if you have better ideas, like, Maybe you've been working like crazy in the background. I don't even know. Right? This is where you, you want to get Jack's world and find out. You know, we want a tough conversation, Daniel. We don't want a tough monologue. 
<laughs> yeah, that's key, right? Yeah. So get Jack's world and negotiate. Jack might be like, I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff. Or you might find out that Jack's got a sick daughter at home and just doesn't really have time for the project. And maybe it's best that Jack not be on the team. You don't know. So this is where you really want to get out of your world and get into Jack's world and then this is where the magic happens. And you may not get what you wanted. That's critical. Mm-hmm. You want to be open to hearing a no. If you're not open to hearing a no, it'll be a tougher conversation. It really will because you've got your world and you want to ram it down Jack's throat. But when you're open, then you can really work, weave some magic with, a, with a, another human being. Mm-hmm. And that, connecting the dots, that was a big reason why I was such a failure with the key. You're, you're never going to get this key back from me. I learned that years ago, just thinking um, my outcome was the only outcome that was possible. I wasn't curious. I wasn't open-minded to what's going on. And when I reflected on the conversation, the thing that kept coming up was that she felt uh, that there were certain things because she was a, the union head as well, Right. And thought that there was a risk of uh, if the room was open that people might get hands on their stuff. And really, I was uh, disrespecting her environment. But we had to we had to figure out like how to negotiate that and keep her materials secure and private and safe in order to make right. that. She's got concerns. Yeah, I wasn't open to hearing it. It was just yes. book book vault open. Kids need to learn. Like yeah. you figure it out. And so I know I blew that. And that's such an important part because every every conversation has different probabilities, right? So you might not get what you want and you have to be open to um, what's going on. We all have blind spots. And, and this curiousness, what it allows us to do is you have this uh, that iceberg, right? The metaphorical iceberg. You only see what's going on uh, above the surface. But all these things might be happening. Uh, and right. would it, won't that give you a better perspective and and uh, how to approach the situation? So I really love that that ending there. <laughs> Good and so well said. You know, I'm getting even clearer that what makes the conversation tough is that we we get tunnel vision. Yeah, we get tunnel vision on our world where we feel our fears and frustrations and whatever, and it's like ah, and okay, I'm going to have this tough conversation to get what I want. That's what makes it tough. If we actually go in with, with curiosity, uh, and we might still have our stuff, like, yeah, I'm frustrated, I own that, I'm angry, I've, whatever it is, but also I'm willing to be open and hear your world. It's not, it may not even be tough if you do that because you're being related. You're so right. And curiosity is the antidote to this yeah. tunnel vision and to the tough monologue curiosity is the antidote. With that curiosity, sometimes they offer up the solution, right? That you either want or one, like you said, that's better um, because you you might not have the best ideas. So uh, you've given so much value. And speaking of curiosity, I'm I'm curious how you'll answer these uh, two questions I ask every guest. So David, what, what message would you put on all school marquees around the globe if you could do so for just a day? Speak up. I would say speak up. And then if I, could, if I could break it down into steps, I'd say, what's my own truth? Can I reveal my experience to myself? Which most humans aren't very good at. We don't even know what's happening. And then two, can I speak up and reveal my experience to another? And you're building a school from the ground up 
You're not limited by any resources, David. Your only limitation is your imagination. How would you build your dream school and what would be your top three priorities? Well, definitely, and and bear in mind, I used to be an actuary. So my world was statistics (laughs) and finance or whatever, and I'm a math geek, right? But definitely my priority would not be mathematics and literature and and, and art and you know the, the sciences and I love some of those topics. My priority would be going back to what I put on the marquee, helping the kids work out what's happening in themselves. Mm. Am I feeling threatened? Am I feeling contracted? Do I feel like I don't belong right now and I have a desire for belonging? So I guess we're talking about emotional intelligence. Yeah. So number one, reveal my experience to myself. And then two, can I artfully check that there's a way to reveal my experience to another? Am I willing to share it? And you may not be. That's okay too. You can learn and discernment of when to share it with another. You're not going to share 100% of things with 100% of people. But I'd like to see kids being having the ability to say, I notice I feel scared right now. I'm in fight or flight. And I'd like to feel safer with you. What can we do? So reveal your experience to yourself and then find ways to reveal your experience to another. This is how we can actually be relational as humans. And we're not very good at it generally and being relational because we weren't taught. Hmm. And then uh, maybe the third step would be curiosity. Can we teach curiosity to our kids so that they get curious about themselves first? Like, wow, what, I wonder why I'm reacting like that. Why am I defending myself all the time? And then teach some curiosity for another. I wonder why he would take my bag every morning and throw it in the trash. <laughs> why, why, would, why would he do that and start getting curious about, about the other person's world? So I, I, I think in doing that, we would create a whole army of leaders. And I think that's good for the world. And then, you know, the mathematics and all that other stuff, that's great. Let's teach kids that too. But I want them relational. I want us all to be relational. Well put, beautifully put. And it's really just about building better humans, you know, and we'll figure the rest of the stuff out, I think is Whoa, right. what you're saying there. So we were talking about this giveaway. Where can uh, people get what you have for them, that four-step tough conversations blueprint? Yeah, and I got some exciting goodies for you guys at this same link. So if you go to playforreal.life, that's play for, F-O-R, playforreal.life, L-I-F-E, you can download the four-step tough conversations blueprint. Enjoy, share it if you like with your teachers, with kids if you like. And uh, also I have a, we, like, as we were talking, Daniel, I was thinking, I want to know what the conversations are that that our (laughs) listeners are dealing with. And I want to help. I have a free weekly zoom call. Anybody around the world can come in and we'll role play any tough conversation you have. You can turn your video off if you want. You can have a fake name if you want to be anonymous, but I will role play it with you. In, in five or 10 minutes and you will leave knowing how to have that tough conversation. Wow. So you can get the Zoom call. And also if you're interested in tough conversations, training and coaching for your school, it could be just your teachers. It could be teachers and parents. It could be teachers, parents, and kids. I just started thinking about that while we we're on this call, Daniel. 
Yeah. Then set up a call with me, please. I'd love to talk about it. I've got a new just-in-time Tough Conversations coaching program for whole teams of people so they can book a session just when they need it and role-play yeah. that conversation and then go back out and have it. Perfect. And we'll have that linked up uh, for the Ruckus Maker, but it's playforreal.life. David, thank you so much for being a part of the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. Of all the things we talked about today, what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? To remember that 70%, well, remember, I'm throwing you new information, but 70% of people in a work environment are avoiding a tough conversation. And it doesn't have to be that way. Let's, let's cut that number in half. And remember that support is available. You don't have to be walking around trying to work out how to do these on your own. Uh, you've got the, the, the free weekly Zoom call. You've got this blueprint that you can download. And then you've got my new just-in-time service. You don't have to do it all alone. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.